Welcome to All My Children Wear Fur Coats with Peggy Hoyt. Our goal is to keep loved pets in loving homes by educating pet parents about the importance of ensuring every pet has a forever home. For more information about creating a legacy for your pet or to listen to archive shows, visit AnimalCareTrustUSA.org or LegacyForYourPet.com. Join your host, author, estate planning attorney, and animal advocate, Peggy Hoyt. Hello, pet lovers. Welcome to All My Children Wear Fur Coats. I'm your host, Peggy Hoyt. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Hoyt and Brian, where we create estate plans for pets and their people. Also brought to you by Animal Care Trust USA, a national nonprofit dedicated to keeping loved pets in loving homes. We do this by educating pet parents about the importance of getting a pet trust for their loved pet. We also provide pet trusts and pet trustee services. Today, we are very proud and happy to uh, have as our special guest. Her name is Dr. Melissa Jacobs. She is a veterinarian and the owner of Remy's Brands. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So this is um, this is fun. And um, veterinary medicine is really changing in the face of uh the way the universe is operating at the moment. So it's nice to be able to meet a veterinarian who is working from home. Yeah, part-time, part-time uh, relief veterinarian in clinics and uh, part-time with my small mill business. I also am a biology lab instructor at uh, a local university here in uh, San Antonio, Texas. So I keep busy for sure. Yeah, and a full-time mom and wife, too. That's right. So, yeah, you've got all that going on. And mom to the very famous Remy, the uh, namesake of Remy's Brands. And and that's where your entrepreneurial spirit came through, the creation of Remy's Brands. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Remy's certainly been my muse for a number of years. Um, He's a uh, now almost 12-year-old Pitbull or Pity as we lovingly call him and he's had a life of of battling chronic allergies and food issues and skin issues and all that so he's um, keeping him comfortable and happy and well balanced has been um, a big learning portion that I've, uh, I've been lucky to be a part of and has really taught me a lot as well along the way. Yes, so he was sent to you for a reason, obviously. I think so. (laughs) Well, and you adopted him from a Humane Society back in December of 2010. Tell us how you found him. So um, I had finally convinced my husband to get a dog. And so we started searching around and we visited. This was one of the closest Humane Societies to where we lived at the time. And we visited and we actually saw they had a, a big run and there was three or four, four, five, six month old pitties in there. And I had seen him in the corner and um, he had no name tag or nothing up on front. And we asked about him and they said, well, if he doesn't have a name tag up there, that means he's already adopted. And I was like, oh, that's too bad. That's when I thought that was the cutest. Um, and he was just kind of sitting pathetically back on his little mat, like just looking like he needed to be rescued. (laughs) Um, But we didn't find one that trip. And then we went back a few weeks later 
and he was still there and he still didn't have a name tag up and so I asked about him again finally they rustled up a manager who um, he had totally fallen through the cracks his name thing was still in somebody's office desk he had like um, shoved in medical records somewhere um, at any rate uh, just before Christmas 2010 uh, he uh, he came to our home so he was he was a good fit for us for sure what a nice Christmas present too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you found him and that you saved him from being lost in the cracks. Yeah, yeah. Um, that could have been terrible. Right. So um, one of the fun things that I like about your site, which is called remysbrands.com, is that if you go to the page about Remy, um, you can see what Remy's favorite products are. <laughs> So Remy's obviously a very important part of this company because without him, you wouldn't know what products to offer, right? <laughs> well, I've got I've got some good good ideas here and there with my uh, experience of being a veterinarian for the past um, almost seventeen years in since graduation. So, um, the, but yeah, he's he's been certainly a, a help for the creative and inspiring part for sure. Awesome. Um, well, and the other thing that I like about um, what you're offering on your site is you've developed your own product called Paw Soak. Tell us yeah. about that. So Paw Soak is an Epsom salts bath soak for pets. So it is an Epsom salts colloidal oatmeal blend, which are the main ingredients for humans to use for eczema when they're trying to use something natural or non-medicated. Um, and it's a blend, um, it's got a small splash of uh, baking soda in there as well for its um, nice skin properties. Um, but paw soak is really uh, something that's supposed to be, it comes in a powder form um, and you mix it with a small amount of water and you can either put it in a bowl um, to soak a paw at a time um, or you can put it to the whole bath and it's just, um, it ends up being a milky, silky blend to the bath that can just soothe paws, clean paws, but also skin. So great for those dogs who just need something to help um, with uh, skin allergies, hot spot season, I mean, you name it. Um, it can be used for a, a, a lot of varieties of paw and skin issues. Good to know, because I live in uh, humid Florida and um, this time of year, one of my dogs starts getting very itchy. Um, so it seems like maybe this would be a good thing for her to try. Yeah, it's and it's easy to try. Um, it's you get about four to eight doses per one pound bags. You can see them um, over my shoulder here. Um, and it is um, something that can really help um, Again, it's natural and non-medicated, um, so it's not going to be that magic switch that maybe an antibiotic or a stronger drug would be when you need it, but in either in between treatments or just to kind of help keep that skin at an even keel, um, or if you've just got that dog that's just starting to show those allergy season signs and chewing on their paws too much, that awful slurpy, horrible sound that you hear when a you, if you know, you know, you've got that dog, um, or I've met a couple cats who do it too, but just sit there and chew on their paws too much because their paws are itchy or sore or irritated. 
Um, and so this would be that, you know, that first week you're starting to see that um, it's that great additive to just kind of bring down that red hot stinky paw down to um, a much happier, happier skin. I love that idea. Um, years ago, we had a mixed breed uh, pit bull bull mastiff. And that dog, I swear, was allergic to everything, kind of like you were saying about Remy. And yeah. licking his paws was the worst thing that he did. And yes, his feet were stinky, raw, irritated all the time. And this sounds like it would have been a really good product for that purpose. Yeah. yeah. So where can we buy uh, paw soak? So you, there's direct links to it on remysbrands.com. Um, there's a whole paw soak page on there and that page will then direct you to, I sell it, I have an Etsy shop online and then I also now uh, most recently have it listed on Amazon, uh, Amazon.com um, and I've got it on Prime so you can get it overnight if you need to. Um, but Amazon, um, I always kind of thought of them as the big huge corporation, which they are, but they also do allow us small businesses to have these um, little pieces of little parts of their shelves for our product. So it's been, um, it's actually been selling fairly well there as people start to discover it. Um, so I, either one of those directly on Amazon, directly on Etsy, or my website of theremysbrands.com will direct you there. All right, and if you're buying it on Amazon, you can always sign up to uh, support Animal Care Trust USA using Amazon Smile, right? That's right. That's right. Um, I like getting all those little checks. And uh, I also am probably one of the biggest offenders. I, I probably donate more to my own charity just by all my own personal purchases on Amazon. Because uh, I am that lazy person that likes to click and have it show up at my office the next day. Yeah, 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 me too. <laughs> it's amazing what you can get there. But yes, I see the, uh, the Etsy site and having the option to go on Amazon. That's really nice too. Um, so for folks that have dogs with itchy, stinky feet, check out Paw Soap. All right. Tell us really too, the genesis of Remy's brands also had something to do with being a resource site for pet parents. Yeah, that was always one of the main cores of what I wanted it to be. I had hit a time in 2020 where my son was starting third grade and starting his second year and trying to do school from home and I just couldn't continue leaving to work outside the home four to five days a week as I had been um, and leaving my poor husband for all of the elementary school and trying to work from home also. So I went to part-time veterinary medicine and started uh, helping be there more at home um, and really then looking into how can I work from home? How, how can I do something that still helps pets, that still helps me from the core of being a veterinarian um, to getting care out there um, and then developing the website. So a big part of Remy's Brands is pet care, health and wellness and so one of the very first pages is there is a blog style page that has, um, when I'm on good behavior, it's a monthly production, um, but there, um, it's a continual updated and work in progress, but there are articles on there and many of them are based on things that I repeatedly 
um, wanted to share information about in the small animal veterinary clinic. Um, so allergies and dental care and uh, blue algae scares in the summer and you know a, a huge variety so it's it's building um, every every month in every article um, it also allows me to have some guest authors um, which I would love for you to be on um, but some guest authors about just different journeys so one of them is how one of the University of Minnesota internal medicine specialists became uh, involved in um, training um, guide dogs and things like that. So it's got a wide variety, but really focused on dogs and cats, um, health and wellness and really for important resources. So I see an article that um, a lot of dog and cat owners should be aware of, and that is the, um, what did you eat? The five <laughs> critical pet toxin lists you need. Um, I have a little dog that if it can be eaten, she's going to eat it. Yeah. And um, she has ended up in the emergency vet more than once as a result of that. So um, talk to us about what's on that list of things that dogs <laughs> should not eat. So that um, the pet poison article is actually five of the top 10 lists. So it's got um, what cat ate, what dog ate, what's in the garden, what's in the kitchen. So it's a great uh, summary of, of all those lists. Um, and it was a combination of, I really assimilated a lot of things from the pet poison uh, hotline, from the ASPCA pet poison site, um, and using some other resources. So it puts together um, some of the things um, about human foods and chocolates and um, antifreeze, and then also some of the other stuff that you may find in the garden or um, you know, lilies in the um, flowers you bring home and things like that. So it touches on a lot of those and, and has links embedded in the article of where to go more for more info as well. Um, I see one of the things that is not on the list, which is one of the things that Darla actually ate. You would never think about this, but I had a party at my house and I had gone to the dollar store and I had bought these little fabric leaves for fall. And I spread them around, you know, just very decoratively and didn't think a thing of it. Well, darn if she didn't eat a pile of those fabric leaves. And I think it was the dye probably that was on those leaves that caused her to be so violently ill. Um, yeah but ended up in the emergency and overnight and $1,200 later, um, my dollar store purchase turned out to be not a very good idea. Well, I'm sorry you went through that. Uh, I guess we're lucky she didn't end up in uh, scoping or surgical procedure on top of that. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. So we always are lucky, right? And there are things that we don't think about that dogs can eat. I mean, I noticed that one of the lists has a lot of things um, like human medications. Um, I know when I'm taking my meds at night, sometimes I'll accidentally drop something on the floor and you know, you're diving on it because I'm surrounded by six dogs who are going to try to eat it faster than I can get onto the floor to That's pick it up. Right. That's right. So I have learned the hard way and tell me if this is a good idea so that people will know about this. But um, I had my little dachshund one time ate a pill that belonged to one of the bigger dogs. And I was scared to death that it was going to make her sick. So I actually called the poison hotline and they told me to give her 
um, about a teaspoonful of hydrogen peroxide. Yeah, that yeah, that's a I've I've worked as a ER vet in the past, and that's certainly a very common starter recommendation. Um, you should never there's certain amount of teaspoons or tablespoons for a pet, and for any size pet, you should never go above I think it's three tablespoons for big dogs. Um, but that that's a common, especially you know as you said in the beginning, veterinary medicine is going through such a um, significant change and the uh, pet care boom, adoption boom, whatever COVID did for us um, is resulted in uh, ERs with six to 10 hour waiting time sometimes. And people- Oh my goodness. People being overwhelmed and not being able to be seen. Um, I mean, I've heard stories and that's true in California and Michigan and Texas uh, and other places. So we're uh, sometimes having to get creative um, and resourceful from what can we do at home. So another part of that remysbrands.com site is aside from the blog articles, there's also pet owner resource page, which is just all links of places where I send people to that I trust. Um, so there's again, the ASPCA and pet poison control links on there. Um, there's a link of um, if you just need a new veterinarian, um, finding a vet, um, and a couple other things, hiking with your dog, what to bring, all of that. Um, so it's um, meaning to try to put all that together as a just a really um, comprehensive place for dog and cat owners to go to to say, I, I trust where this is coming from and I'm going to find some information here because the amount of people that come into either the ER or general practice saying, I'm here because Dr. Google said, you know, and so avoiding or getting either learning that Dr. Google was spot on or Dr. Google led you down a path that you did not need to go, but finding a trustable veterinary um, source of what to do or what to use for your dog or cat. I was just going to mention that when you brought it up, because we, the, I think we are all very quick to jump on our phones and ask Dr. Google or our Facebook friends. And I think it's wise to um, educate yourself, but educate yourself knowing that you're not the veterinarian and yeah. um, you really yeah. need to consult with a professional um, yeah. I'm sensitive to that because as a lawyer, um, people try to do their own legal work and uh, I don't always recommend that either. Um, so yes, I'm very sensitive to that. I like to be educated when I go to my vet. I like him or her to know that I've done some research. So, you know, yeah. I have some ideas, but that I'm still there because I trust their um, trained um, opinion. Yeah. And um, I'm not making that decision all by myself. Yeah, yeah, I I appreciate that, and I actually enjoy it when people when people come in um, and we can see each other and we can talk about what they read, uh, about what they were worried about, and why what they were looking up on Google um, or um, you know their website of of choice. But um, you're exactly right. You want to take that information and still talk to your veterinarian or your animal care specialist um, about about your concerns instead of just kind of going down some of those rabbit holes of, you know, should I really dump this stuff in my dog's ear? You know, <laughs> so. 
Well, and I'm like that person on uh, one of oh, my big fat Greek wedding where he used uh, Windex for everything. In my world, Listerine is the solution for everything. So I clean dog's ears with it. You know, it's it's good for any kind of cut or scrape as far as I'm concerned. So, <laughs> so beware, because I'm yeah. liable to recommend Listerine. Yeah, I think there's a running joke too online about put some tussin on it, Robitussin. Or something. Oh, right. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Well, and I like that you uh, recommend some toys on your site as well. Yeah, so um, part of, uh, so the RemysBrands.com does have a link to both, I have an Etsy shop and a, a pet supplies store or shop, and it's all online. And because I'm a veterinarian, I've been able to partner with VetSource. And VetSource has uh, both uh, prescription level stuff and non-prescription stuff. So anything that's non-prescription from VetSource, you'll be able to find um, through the link, link on my website. And uh, VetSource has been awesome. I mean, they've got everything from, um, you know, the medicated mousses to help rub into the skin for hot spots and uh, nail care. Um, but I've, I've found a ton of toys and dental chews and they even have a few beds, uh, pet beds on there. So they've been a great resource to partner with to be able to offer people this, that wealth of variety of pet food, pet care, GI supplements, uh, joint care stuff. Um, there's, there's a lot, a lot to it. I see that there's a lot of pages and it's nice that you can search by category. You can search by dogs versus cats. Um, with uh, six dogs at my house, um, nobody really has that many toys because they fight over them. Um, but the toys that we do have have to be kind of the indestructible variety. Um, because if they have a squeaker in them, deadsville. Um, my dachshund will kill that thing until the squeaker comes out. So, yeah, Remy does, Remy does that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. I see on the site that there, there looks like there's a lot of, um, pretty hardy toys that would hold up to, uh, some, uh, some fierce play. Yeah, there are. That was actually one of my recent, um, TikTok videos with my dog, Remy, um, the uh, Kong toys and the, I've found a few that are, they're not all a hundred percent indestructible, but it, at least it gives them a few weeks of, you know, those, those, um, some of those firmer, more indestructible kinds. Um, so yeah, it was really, really great find to um, be able to get those. And for, um, I mean, I'm always kind of skimming prices when I'm out at different pet stores and stuff. And um, these are always really competitive uh, prices, if not some of the best out there. Yeah, I, I, they seem to be very competitively priced. So that's great. So I hope that folks who are listening, I hope that you'll visit remysbrands.com and that you'll um, try out the paw soak if you need it. My gosh, what a, what a great thing to have. And, um, and use the resource pages that are available because my goodness, what a great reliable source you are, Melissa. And we appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so today we've been talking with uh, Dr. Melissa Jacobs. She's a veterinarian and an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and a woman after my own heart because she loves dogs and pit bulls and um, 
and sharing information with the world. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, thank you. It's um, it's really great. I love the opportunity to share what we have. I love introducing people to PASOK. Um, locally, I've been trying to do uh, vendor events and um, farmers markets and things like that just to get that local feel of people getting their hands on the product. But it's, uh, it's all available online as well. I just had this vision of those old commercials where Madge would uh, dip your fingers in the, uh, the soaking. <laughs> Uh, you could almost, palm olive or something. Yeah, yeah, palm yeah. olive, yeah, before you get your nails done, and then you could run a little nail clinic to go with it. Um, <laughs> that's my biggest complaint. If people ran nail clinics, I would be there with six yeah. dogs because there have been a couple of vendor events where I was actually, um, and I, I actually request it now. I'm actually put beside a groomer who is doing site nail trimmers I said you trim the nails and you tell me which are the ones who have uh, bad looking paws or paws and skin that need a little help and I'll go talk to them about that yeah I think that's very that's a great idea so we really appreciate everyone joining us today and uh, especially um, having Dr. Melissa Jacobs on today with us and I hope that you'll join us each and every week. You know my motto, until there are none, please adopt one and protect your pets with a pet trust. We'll see you next time. Happy. Thank you for joining us on All My Children Wear Fur Coats with your host, Peggy Hoyt. We hope you learned something valuable for the benefit of your pet. We want to keep loved pets in loving homes by educating pet parents about the importance of ensuring every pet has a forever home. Get more information about creating a legacy for your pet at AnimalCareTrustUSA.org or LegacyForYourPet.com. Buy a copy of All My Children Wear Fur Coats, How to Leave a Legacy for Your Pet on Amazon. Join our email list or make a donation. Pet professionals and advisors are invited to join our trusted advisor network. Until next time, happy tales. Happy tales.